Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. from Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by a great guest uh, who I keep pronouncing her name as we were doing the pre-chat there as as Sylvia but I'm sure she'll correct me if I'm uh, pronouncing that incorrectly from Pink SEO Marketing. Uh, Great to have you on the podcast Sylvia. Thank you so much Simon it's my pleasure to be a guest really. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. What led you to be involved in SEO and and create this business? Just give the listeners a little bit of a a history and a backstory to that. Well, I started from a completely different type of background because I actually studied foreign languages at the university back in Italy, where I'm from. Uh, You can hear from my accent that I wasn't Mm -hmm. born in the UK. And um, my in previous life, I was uh, working in the touristic sector in Tuscany, where I'm from. Uh, and those were the years in which people were still booking in the travel agencies through catalogs, uh, and I was negotiating yeah. deals with tour operators. Uh, but then the internet came and it disrupted the booking system completely. So people weren't uh, in need uh, of an agency or a catalog anymore. Anyone could book their holidays from their couch on laptop. So I was made redundant. Uh, but uh, actually this enemy, the, the internet, uh, I found it quite fascinating. And we're talking more than 10 years ago. So. I thought there could be a potential uh, and I started re, uh, completely reskilling myself uh, and yeah. as a consequence I gradually fell in love with the digital marketing and the hardest of all the branches of digital marketing was search engine optimization and that is what I wanted to do because right. it was challenging because it was uh, numerically uh, measurable so it was not a matter of opinion. Opinions, uh, but uh, whatever you do with SEO must have numbers behind it. So why do you do yeah. something? There must be figures to show to prove that. Uh, what do you achieve? Uh, there must be figures to, to show that you've done that. So for me, for my own personal type of attitude, that was what, uh, what related the most. I, I needed something measurable. So that in the end, that was my, my, my love. And you were telling me before we started recording that obviously you're you're in Italy as we're speaking at the moment, but you're also based in the UK. Um, is there a reason for being in the UK? What what led you to be in the UK? Yeah, we relocated with all the family in 2016 to London uh, from Tuscany because. The economic situation in Italy wasn't very easy. We've been running a digital agency here, um, my husband and I, in uh, in Tuscany. But uh, it, it wasn't easy for a small business owner to thrive. So in the end, we looked it to London, uh, and uh, I decided to relaunch, uh, but in a different way. Instead of 
being a digital agency only specialized in SEO. So um, yeah. restarted, relaunched, uh, uh, rebranded as Pink SEO only as an SEO agency yeah. because I wanted right. to really be able to go cutting edge uh, down the uh, deepest level of specialization. Uh, and I, I love the uh, the name Pink as well because you know in in my sort of life I've always seen SEO as sort of a, a dark art uh, and it feels very grey, very boring. So I love the way you've called it pink to, to give it that colour, to give it that life. So I love the way you've created that, that name there. So, so well done on that. Let, uh, let, thank you. Let's get started on talking about what we, we drink. I, I've, uh, I'm actually at a, a prospect's office at the moment, as I record this. So I've got a, um, an unknown coffee. But I'm, you know, I'm taking it black in the usual way I do. And I know you're drinking water at the moment, but tell us a little bit about the, the coffee that you drink, where you're located at the moment. Is What can you tell us about that? Uh, well, yeah, I'm drinking plenty of water because here it's very hot uh, based on UK standards. I'm not so used to that anymore. So I'm just trying to rehydrate <laughs> myself. But uh, yeah, here it's coffee. I mean, uh, there is uh, some traces of blood uh, in my coffee stream at the okay. moment, and <laughs> not the yeah. other way around. Because yeah, we, we tend to like our typical Italian coffee, which is uh, the espresso done with that type of oddly shaped machine that's called mocha. And you put water beneath and the filter on top. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it it has a stronger, much stronger taste, and you don't have it in a big cup unless you want a heart attack. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it, it is effective. It gives you immediately the kick in early in the morning when you want to wake up, or if you need that boost of energy. And yeah, for, for me, it's. I mean, now I got used uh, to the um, long coffees, uh, the French way, the. Yeah. Cafetiere, so the one that is filtered, um, because it keeps you company actually when you're out and about Good. and it's cold outside, you have your warm cup, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's keeping it's keeping you company. But now yeah. that I'm here, I if I had a, one big cup like that, people would look at me as if it was some kind <laughs> of prof profanity or blasphemy. Yes, I bet coffee is sacred, <laughs> so you yeah. can't joke with that. And, and how do you, you know, when you take your, your coffee in, in London, how, how do you take your coffee uh, when you're here in the UK? Do you, do you drink it black? Do you still have espresso? How, how, you know, how do you take that longer coffee? Well, I do have my Italian machine at home uh, and when I want uh, the strong one or when we have guests uh, around, uh, we generally offer if they want to try the Italian one and they are generally very, very happy to. Yeah. But okay. uh, otherwise, in normal days, uh, I have my long uh, uh, filter cup, skinny uh, milk, uh, no sugar. <laughs> That's my, right. my cup. I'm amazed how many people I speak to on this podcast uh, drink coffee, but drink it with huge amounts of sugar. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, everybody has their own taste and it's about how you enjoy your coffee, isn't it? That's the most important thing. 
I know. I I like to to feel the taste because if it's burnt, uh, if it's overly toasted, you can't really feel all of the, those subtle flavors. If it's uh, if they're drawn by lots of sugar, so if it's without sugar, you actually feel it. If it's very very bitter because exactly. it was overly burnt or overly toasted. Exactly. Exactly. So thinking about your, your own business and let's talk about you know, pink SEO marketing, what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've fixed or that you've worked on in your own business? I mean, these have been very interesting times around the world. You know, I mean, Italy, when I think about you know, the, the COVID pandemic, which is what we in the UK were seeing in all the headlines. But what's been the most significant thing that you've worked on? Anything that you, you want to share with the listeners? Well, on our business, uh, there's been an incredible growth uh, during and after the pandemic hit uh, because obviously providing digital services uh, was suddenly in a huge uh, demand. Uh, there was a surge of demand because uh, everyone uh, suddenly needed to have a strong online presence. Uh, and people who used to have a website, but they weren't uh, really using it very much. Uh, we had plenty of clients uh, saying, you know what, yes, I have a website, but I realized I don't like it very much. <laughs> or hmm. I, I realized I'm never getting any inquiries from my site. I'm never getting any uh, contacts either. It's basically like a business card uh, just laying yeah. passively there. Uh, I, I would like to, to use it uh, as a massive source of new leads and new contacts, new business. So there was a, a need. Uh, and for us, uh, there was the need uh, to scale up and support uh, the, the growth of business, which is a good problem to have. I'm not, yeah, I'm sure. not complaining. But yeah, it, it took a little bit of uh, yeah, re reorganization. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's gone in the right direction. And I'm actually very, very proud of my team and the work we've been doing. So yeah. And with the client's work, uh, actually what's happened uh, is that uh, the type of traffic and the type of uh, uh, targeting has shifted because Previously, it was mostly around uh, local terms. So, so people used uh, to search uh, for services more locally based because they needed something near me. Whatever it was, uh, they were searching for something that was within uh, a decent reach. Yeah. Uh, after this uh, massive historic change, uh, the world was smaller, so we were able to deal with people anywhere in the world uh, and things okay. that were impossible, like uh, yoga sessions online or, or whatever, things like that, they suddenly became normal. So it, in, in terms of my work particularly, all of the local uh, targeting in terms of keywords, uh, they were suddenly less important. Mm, interesting. But the competition was much, much bigger because at the same time, now you were competing with anyone else selling online uh, lessons or, or things like that. Yeah. Do you think, Sylvia, as 
as we go back to some kind of normal, I don't want to call it the new norm because that's a phrase that I feel is so overused, but if we go back to some kind of normal, do you see people going back to searching locally? Um, yeah, I'm seeing in our local town that there definitely is an interest for people to support their local businesses. Absolutely. Because they feel that they've been there. Do you see the search side of that going back to locally as well? We have figures. Uh, thing, thing that I like, as I said in SEO, is that you need to, to check for numbers uh, to see if, uh, um, and anyone can do it. If you use Google Trends, for example, that's a free tool that anyone can use uh, and it will show you how some terms uh, become more or less trendy over time. And now definitely there is finally a return uh, to local businesses. Uh, it is something that comes spontaneously from our own uh, natural will to go again out and about uh, and yeah. rediscover human contact and not just uh, having things behind the screen. But it's yeah. also been supported a lot by administrations and boroughs and various bodies trying to support local businesses again. So there's plenty of lovely initiatives and the search trends absolutely confirm this. So it's starting great. to come back as it should be. Yeah, great. So. Obviously, it's great to hear that you've, you know, you've scaled your business and you've been able to cope with this surge in demand for digital services. What would you say has been the, the, the best outcome, the thing you're most pleased with that's come out of that, uh, the last 18 months or the last 16 months? What, what were you particularly pleased about? Well, for us, uh, internally, it's been extremely helpful to keep ourselves in touch, uh, even if we weren't able to meet uh, uh, directly, keeping um, meeting up uh, regularly and yep. keeping everybody uh, all the time, uh, even emotionally connected so that we could see it, how because the anyone's reaction was very different uh, moms started to have kids at home so you had the difficulty of keeping on doing your job being part of a team and having kids being homeschooled with all that uh, that matters and anybody started being uh, working in a situation that was suboptimal because you weren't in your office but you were in a place that was full of distractions uh, and cats and kids uh, and anyone entering in when you were having yeah. meetings. So that, that was completely unbelievable before, but then it just became normal. So yeah. uh, it takes a lot of flexibility actually not to, to consider that things need to go as they used to go before. But in the end, you really focus on what's the most important, your top priorities. And once you have them done uh, and you're really focusing on the most important elements for each of the teams, uh, team members, uh, then the rest uh, can be complementary. But really just yeah. going down to the core in such a, a confusing situation full of noise uh, is having one big spotlight yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, most of the listeners will connect with that in so many different ways because it's, we've all been led down a common path, haven't we? You know, we've all had to endure the same level of isolation and restrictions and same effects of kids being at home, homeschooling, et cetera. So yeah, I'm sure people connect with that. So if you were to sort of dispel a bit of a myth about SEO, and you know, I mentioned the, the dark art of, of SEO and you know, I know certainly SEO is not that, but you know, in my prior business lives, that is something I've heard so many times and the listeners probably have as well. And I want to dis- dispel some myths about SEO. What kind of things would you like to explain to the listeners? And, and this isn't necessarily the tips, but what kind of things would you like to explain to the listeners that might just put their mind at rest that SEO is still there it is still something that does have a benefit to, to businesses and it's not that dark art that some people think it might still be. No, it's not a dark art. Uh, and some of the tips uh, may sound obvious, uh, but I know that they're not. Uh, so basically what does SEO do is facilitate uh, a sort of match uh, between your business trying to sell to offer something to uh, your audience and somebody searching for something somewhere in the world. So the algorithm uh, needs to be providing a match between a page uh, and a query. And it cannot happen uh, if uh, you do not have on your content uh, the elements that somebody's searching for. So one first thing, very basic, very easy tip that I would like to give is don't play hide and seek with Google. So try to (laughs) make sure that whatever you want to be found for will be present on your page in a prominent position because I see it all the time. There is this kind of conflict between uh, the um, way we want to formulate things uh, and what the actual content is. Let's pretend that we have uh, a an online shop selling furniture and we make a new article about uh, a new design of dining room chairs. Mm. If we title the article, the dawn of a new era, how can Google uh, understand that you have to rank for chairs? (laughs) You need somehow to include uh, your terms, uh, your keywords, uh, where the crawler bots will be searching for. And they're just basically robots. Uh, They got a basic programming. They've been programmed to search in very specific elements like the titles, the URLs, uh, images, some parts of the page. If you do not include on your pages what you want to be found for in those parts, how can the poor robot (laughs) make an association between? It's like if you're hiding and then you want to be found, it it just doesn't work. So that's the basic no-brainer tips. Don't play hide and seek just yeah. put in plain sight what you want to be found for and another tip if i can share to mm, please be, let's try to use uh, the so-called long uh, tail uh, type of keywords because they're actually the ones that convert the most uh, and they're okay. easiest uh, to rank for 
Um, Google, I mean, SEO is a very competitive type of uh, practice. Uh, it's a, a zero-sum type of game. So in order to rank, uh, you need uh, to be able to push somebody back. Uh, because they are typically just 10 results on the first page. If you want to be found there and nobody searches, nearly nobody, only 75% of the searches only stay on the first page of Google. There is that famous saying that says that if you want to hide the dead body, the safest place is the second page of Google because nobody ever goes there <laughs> to, to, to search. So you need to be found on the first page uh, and in this way you need to outrank uh, many other businesses because they are all trying to go on that first page uh, and if exactly. you consider how many billions of competitors you can have uh, all over the world it can be so challenging that in some cases it is impossible so you need uh, to aim for attainable goals uh, sometimes some kind of amazing huge volumes of search uh, keywords are very basic like business coach that is such a very short and basic keywords that you're basically competing against all the other business coaches in the world uh, it right. is nearly impossible it, it is as if you're doing a race uh, you're trying to race uh, against so many other competitors that it's nearly impossible. The opponents are too many. So that's when you start lengthening the tail. Uh, so you add more okay. elements. Uh, and if, for example, and that's when sometimes we start talking about niche. If, for example, you are a business coach uh, who is specialized, let's make an example for fitness professionals, uh, you will see that uh, numbers shrink so much uh, because now you are not competing against uh, all the others uh, doing the same, uh, but you are only competing against a very selected uh, bunch uh, of competitors. But also your niche, uh, your target audience uh, is becoming much more refined. Uh, so you won't be found uh, by people who have uh, uh, irrelevant uh, search needs. Uh, for example, if you are ranking for business coaching only, it may be somebody who wants to be trained uh, to become a business coach. Yeah. Or it might be somebody who wants to find some free resources or somebody who's just not your ideal, your ideal customer. So mm -hmm. when you are doing research uh, and there's plenty of tools, uh, even for entrepreneurs, business owners to do a little bit of research themselves. Uh, try to be specific, as specific as you can, because in the long tail of a keyword uh, is where the conversion, the highest level of conversion uh, yeah. is. Right. So maybe less traffic, but more conversion for your site. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank you for sharing that. And it's, it's interesting, as I was driving here today, it's the first time I've been out in a while, uh, I was following some some vans driving around, and sometimes you look on the back of a van, or you look on the side of a, a van, a vehicle moving around, a, a business vehicle, and it is so cryptic what they put. You have no idea what it is that they do. Mm. What is the point of putting a message on the side of a van? You know, like you said, you know, dawn of a new era. Great, <laughs> but in what? Yeah. And people do that on, on the side of their vans and they 
they think that it's clever. They usually pay quite a lot of money to have somebody say that for them. You know, they've probably had some kind of agency do it for them. But you're absolutely right, Sylvia. It is the simplicity because confusion loses sales and confusion will not get you picked up by SEO. So listeners, some two great tips there. Keep it simple. Think about those vans as you're driving around. Look at the van. Would, is your website doing the same thing? Is your content doing the same thing? Are you saying things that you think are very clever, you see the relevance of, but other people don't? Uh, and think about that when you're driving around. And I love the way you, you described this, Sylvia, about the, the long tail. So I've got a question just to ask on that, and then we'll find out more about how to connect to you. But when you're creating that long tail uh, content, does it need to uh, make sense? Does it need to be a sentence or you know, is it about getting the keywords in? You know, um, just explain to us a little bit, because I think I'm always wary that when I create anything long, one, I can go on for too long. I can waffle. I can say too much. So I go the opposite way of cutting out words, which then has the opposite effect. What, what should we put into our long term? What does it consist of? I get, I get your question, Simon. Yeah, there are limits. Uh, it's not that we can have unlimited characters. For example, uh, we need to be aware of how many characters we have available uh, and then to play smartly with that. For example, a title on Google can only be visualized if it's within 60 characters approximately. Oh, okay. If it's longer than that, uh, it will be truncated. Uh, so you see, for example, in some... Uh, results on Google, there are ellipses. So some titles have been truncated and it looks a little bit unprofessional. So, but mm. 60 characters are quite a lot. And yeah. if you ask me how to use your keywords, uh, use them in a way that will convince uh, your reader. So the old school type of SEO practices of using exact match keywords that sound spammy and artificial won't lead you anywhere nowadays no. No. because the, mm, the algorithm now has got machine learning, a strong uh, element of machine learning in the system. So uh, it can quickly learn uh, from the interactions of people with your website. If people don't trust the site, don't consider it uh, worthy of a click or visiting it because it sounds unprofessional, it sounds artificial, just uh, overly yeah. optimized. Uh, you will uh, lose uh, confidence. Uh, trust states and so on so you need to know what people search for and use those terms wisely but in a way that conveys your professionality and that creates immediately a level of trust so yeah. you don't have to spam your keywords or to yeah. overag your podding right. something like yeah. that yeah fantastic uh, and yeah building that trust is is so so important it sounds like, obviously, you've got a huge amount of knowledge in, in SEO that you can share with the listeners. And um, I'm hoping that you know, you're going to direct our listeners to perhaps where they can connect with you, where they can find out more information about you, your services, but also perhaps get some, some articles on some tips that can help them as well. Where do the listeners need to go to, to reach out to you? 
Well, yeah, we've been publishing loads uh, of free articles, uh, SEO guides, video training, because we believe that really education is key to try and help business owners who have no technical knowledge uh, to understand uh, what it takes uh, to improve a website's ranking yeah. so they can understand if somebody they want to work with uh, can have sufficient uh, ability to do a good job. Job. So Pink SEO the marketing is the website uh, and on the website you can find uh, loads uh, of articles and free guides. Otherwise on YouTube, again, Pink SEO marketing, you can find a uh, lot of free video SEO guides. And if by now you're used to my Italian accent, <laughs> then you can go through the videos as well. <laughs> And yeah, otherwise on uh, on LinkedIn, if you want to connect with me, I'm Silvia Del Corto, same as my name here. And yeah, I'm yeah. happy to, to discuss any, any type, even just a question that you may have or anything you heard. Um, if you'd like to know a little bit more what could be gained, uh, be specific looking at your website, just let me know and we can have a chat. Perfect. Thank you. And for for listeners, uh, so it's Pink SEO Marketing to search for for the website and uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Sylvia. So S I L V I A, and then it's Dell D E L. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it Corso. So C O R S O. So uh, yes. search search for that on LinkedIn, and uh, yeah, you'll find and be able to connect with Sylvia. So thank you very much for, for sharing these tips. And you know, I've picked up two or three things. You know, I didn't understand the restriction of characters that you've mentioned, the difference between you know, normal, uh, perhaps content and long tail. So thank you for that. Another thing, listeners, that I think I certainly picked up, and I hope you have too, is that the purpose of SEO, it's the match between those who have a need and those that have a solution, which is you. So, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. I think Sylvia is giving us a real simple insight. Thank you, Sylvia, for doing that because it's really helped us sort of dispel some of that confusion and some of the, the myths about SEO. It is as simple as Sylvia has said, is the purpose of it and how you can use it. The core is and the key is to get somebody who can help you do it. And I'm sure Sylvia would love to uh, have a chat with you about that. Coming on to the final question, and there's there's a little bit of a story uh, I want to share as part of this final question, but I'll ask you the, the final question. If you were to have your next uh, Italian coffee in a, dream, in a dream location, where would that dream location be? Well, I'm actually a traveller, so I'd like to try it uh, in uh, the most different locations so it would be mm. australia it would be japan it would be i the my ideal place is my hometown here so now i'm actually in my place because i haven't yeah. been able to visit my family back in in italy for one year and now that i'm with them i feel that i'm in my ideal place but uh, yeah if i can okay. travel then i'm happy to to go anywhere just to to keep seeing and yeah my, my curiosity is massive yeah. So what, what's your favorite time of day to drink coffee? If you're going to sit, uh, and I know obviously to get a boost in the morning, et cetera, but if you're going to 
just sort of chill with a cup of coffee and just enjoy the moment in this dream location, whether it's Japan, Australia, or uh, in Tuscany. Uh, what's your favorite time of day? Well, actually, it is a ritual at the end of a meal uh, here. So it's okay. like a way of concluding a meal with a good espresso. It's some kind of, it becomes some sort of signal that tells you, okay, that's <laughs> finished. That's finished. it, you're fine. So yeah, that is my, yeah. my natural instinct. Yeah, so now you've given me the, a fear that when I do go to Italy, uh, and one of my favorite places in Italy is Portofino. I love Portofino. Uh, but yeah, if... Listeners, if I was to have my next coffee in a dream location, one of my bucket list items is to actually listen to Andrea Bocelli in Tuscany. Ah, yeah. uh, that, you know, I'm a big fan of his and to listen in Tuscany and have a cup of coffee. It'd be great if it was just, you know, him, my wife and I, and a bit of a serenade, that'd be great. He's got a great album, Loving Portofino, which we, we love. But uh, yeah, Tuscany would be my dream location. So you are, Sylvia, in my dream location. So I'm very, very jealous in this podcast episode that you are in that location. Well, at the moment, I think that I'm being quarantined anyway, because I just <laughs> came. So I have, I'm five days in the dream location stuck at home, but I'm being <laughs> pampered by the family. So yeah, yeah. I can't complain. Yeah, yeah I, I could definitely think of worse places to be quarantined. But you've now set the fear for me that if I go out for a meal with an Italian family and they give me coffee, one, I should know that it's a signal for the end of the meal, but is it also for the signal for me to go home? That's No, that's, it's that's convivial. It's convivial. Okay. It means oh, that they like you. Yeah, it means that they like you and they want to share a coffee with you. So oh, okay. it, it's a good way to facilitate a conversation as well. So no, no don't take it as a bad signal. Thank you. <laughs> You've laid my fears then. Well, it's been absolutely great having you. Uh, I'm glad that the internet access for me has held up here. Listeners, you've taken some great tips. Yeah, and, and yeah, thank you. It's been a real treat for us too. And listeners, you've taken so much value. Thank you, thank you for Sylvia for giving up your, your quarantine time uh, to be on this podcast. And uh, yeah, I, I wish you and your family good health as well. Thank you for being on. Thanks a lot. It was a treat for me. I'm really delighted I was here. Thank you so much. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be better aware. We've had an amazing eye-opening awareness into SEO and the simplicity of what's needed for it. I'm sure everything behind it uh, you know, is where you need the help. But I think it's given us an understanding of why we should look out for that help for SEO and the simplicity of, of what we can achieve by it but also some great education we've i've learned about google trends hopefully you made a note of that as you're listening to the podcast and that 60 60 character uh, limit there on on google as well and of course the most important thing is accountability go out there reach out to sylvia find her on the internet find her on linkedin connect with her read the articles, watch the YouTube videos and do something with what you've learned today. Go out there and share with us, leave us a review, tell us what you've learned today and tell us how you benefited from today. And then both of our times will have been well spent. Thank you very much for being on today's podcast and I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. <music>
Thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.